Today we're in week two of our series um, called Rest, and I want to talk to us this morning about taking a time out. Now, <laughs> all the parents in the room immediately are thinking discipline. You're like, yeah, I give my kid a kid time out, you know, it did no good, you know. And so we're not talking about that kind of time out. If you're into the sports area, you're thinking a time out in the area of sports. And we even wrestle with, is it one word or is it two words? And we discovered very quickly that, well, if it's used in the area of sports, it's one word, and somewhere else it's two. I have no idea. Maybe I'm dead wrong. I, it doesn't matter. We're going to go with two words. And so if you're up there going, it's spelt wrong. That's the reasoning. All right, all right. So some of you are too stressed out about that. It's like, oh, I can't even focus. That's spelt wrong the whole time, you know. So just get over it. We'll be okay. What we want to do is we want to focus in this Sunday and next Sunday on Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. And let me read it to you. This is the verse that we're using as our key verse for this uh, series. Here it is. Come to me, Jesus speaking, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. And I guarantee you there's at least one person in the room who says, that's me. At least one. All right, now look at what Jesus promises right after. So he's talking, he's identifying a group of people. He's saying, and he's telling them what to do. He's like, here's a group of people, those of you who are burdened, those of you who are weary, here's what I want you to do. I want you to come to me. And then look at what he promises he will do. He says, I will give you rest. And that's the part that we want to just spend a little bit of time on. Jesus promising to give us rest. And so the question that I want to kind of unpack with you in this series, and we have been unpacking a little bit, is when is the last time you felt fully rested? When's the last time that you felt fully rested? I think for a lot of us, the opposite of rest is tired. And which is obviously true, because that would be part of the definition. But I think for a lot of us also, the opposite of rest isn't necessarily just tired. The opposite of rest for some of us is chaos. That our lives are filled with chaos. It's, it's not just that you are tired, because there's a good tired in a sense. You know, you work all day and you accomplish a lot, and you may be physically or emotionally tired, but it does, that doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing. And so those are easy to rest from. But I think the opposite for some of us when we think about rest is that our lives are in chaos. And the reason we're so tired, the reason we, we need rest so badly is because there's no pattern in our lives with which we would even get rest. The pattern of our lives is like that bumper trailer. It's just go, 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 go. And you're just running, running, running. And you're looking at your life today and you're saying, I, I, what in the world? Jesus promised me I will give you rest. How? How in the world can that even happen? What we want to do is today focus on the necessity and the, the need for taking a time out. Pastor Peter mentioned this last week. God finished making creation. He spoke everything into existence. And Genesis chapter 2, it says that God rested from his work. God, in a sense, said, I'm taking a time out. I'm going to take a break. I'm, I'm going to rest. Jesus often would go and take little timeouts. He would go and take breaks. He didn't, you know, they weren't super long. He would just be like, get in the boat, guys. We're going across the lake. We're just going to get away from it for a little while. Or you'd read that he went up on a mountainside to be by himself. And every time Jesus did this, he was in preparation for something else. And I think that many of us today, we have such crazy busy lives. But here's the problem with having such a crazy busy life. 
I think that some of us actually carry that busyness as a badge of honor. And we talk about, man, I'm so busy, as if though somehow it validates our importance. And maybe you have a life that is just crazy busy. Maybe you have, you know, a number of kids or, or you're just new in a relationship or you're, you're going through something and it's just, it's just hectic right now. So I think it's important for us to look at our lives and say, is there a way that we can develop a pattern that will allow for rest? Because if we don't allow for a pattern that allows for rest, all we have is chaos. And in that chaos, you will not find rest. So allow me today to just kind of maybe give us a few things that aren't very biblical in the sense we're not going to force a Bible verse into a lot of this stuff. We're just going to look at this because a lot of it's just practical. And Jesus says, come to me and I will give you rest. And, and I think what we got to do now is before the I will give you rest, we got to kind of look at it. And how is it that we will actually get to Jesus? And if we never make time to actually get to Jesus, I don't know how he will give us rest because the instructions are come to me. And then I will. And if we never come to Jesus, how will we get the rest that he has promised? It's not going to happen. So what I want to do today is I want to give you hopefully something that will help you to develop a pattern that will help you in the process of coming to Jesus. So I want to make two assumptions about us in this room today. And maybe not all of us, but at least some of us. So allow me to make these assumptions. Number one is that at least some of you need rest. At least some of you. I'm not going to say all of you because some of you in this room are like, man, I'm doing great. But I, I guarantee you there's at least some of you in this room who need a rest. The second assumption is this, is that you, you may not know where to start. You may be sitting here today and going, I, absolutely, I need a rest. I need a break. I need a time out. I need, a, I, need to just, I need to just come to Jesus and I need a rest. But I have no idea where to start. So I want to talk this morning about timeouts. Now here's what you need to know about a timeout. A timeout or timeouts can break momentum or they can create momentum. And this is key. We're going to sort of base everything around this because if the momentum of your life is chaos, if, if that's just something that's running rampant in your life and, and you're just like, I can't even get a handle on anything, your timeout would be to stop and to break that momentum. I remember when we played volleyball, um, or when I played volleyball in college, and, and this is you know, true anywhere, we would often call a timeout just simply to interrupt the other team. So let's just say if their server was serving really well, and, and he's just getting one after another, and he's serving really hard and strong, we would just say timeout. And the server would have to put the ball down, or give the ball you know, to the, the person on the corner, walk over to their bench, and we would just stand there and say, all right, you know, we got 15 seconds. And then we would go back, and the player who had been serving so well would have to now come from the bench, get the ball, and our hope was that it would interrupt their momentum, and often it works. Now the pros, they don't get too, too shaken by stuff like that, but at our level of college, it often worked, and it worked against us as well. So timeout sometimes will break the momentum. If you remember in the book of uh, Acts, John Mark, he was embarking on this missionary journey with with Barnabas and Saul, called a timeout, left the mission trip, in a sense, went home, broke the momentum. Didn't go over very well, but that's what he did. Jesus sometimes would call a timeout and he would create momentum. Think about this. He called a timeout with his disciples and says, guys, I want to meet with you for the Last Supper. What a momentum starter for those guys. 
Had Jesus not done that, we would, we would not celebrate communion the way we do today. What a momentum starter for the church when Jesus said, time out, guys. We're just going to go just us for a little while. Have the last supper because I want to pass on some final instructions for you. Think about how busy that last week of Jesus' life was. And yet in the midst of that, he said, time out because I need to have some time with you to create momentum for something. Some of us maybe are under attack. We're having all kinds of craziness going on in our lives. Maybe it's a spiritual thing. And you maybe need to take, just call a time out and say, you know what, I just, need to, I just need to stop for a bit to break the momentum of this cycle. I, I find myself in this cycle week after week. I tell myself I'm not going to do it again. I tell myself that's the last time, never again. And the next thing, here I am again, sitting up late at night eating. Here I am looking at something I shouldn't look at. Here I am talking, oh, I gossiped again. I, I find myself in this, this pattern that isn't healthy. I need to call a time out and break that momentum. On the flip side, maybe you need to call a timeout because you realize that you're just being lazy. Maybe, maybe one or two of you. You're just lethargic. You're just apathetic in life. You, you haven't really, you know, people talk about things and you're like, I don't, I just really don't care. Maybe you need to call a timeout for your life to kind of give yourself a kick in the butt and say it's time to get going again. It's time to create momentum. So I want to talk about some specific purposes then that moment, that timeouts cause, that, that, that they provide. So we said that timeout creates momentum and a timeout can break momentum. So here are three specific purposes, and they may not all apply to you, and you may not need these, but if you are going to call a timeout to either break momentum or create momentum, here are some specific purposes that hopefully the timeout will serve. Number one is they will provide rest. So you call a timeout, and it may, one of the purpose of that timeout is to, cr- to provide rest. Maybe your life is just crazy, hectic, and you just need a rest. Have you ever heard this statement? I need a vacation from my vacation. You ever used it? I've heard that people say, man, I went on vacation. Man, I need a vacation now. I'm more exhausted now after the vacation than before I went on the vacation. Or you do this, and this is usually my thing, is I have so much things to prepare for so that I can be away for that time that by the time the vacation comes, you're almost like, I wish I hadn't bothered. Because it's like, oh, I'm just so much, so much more tired. That's not a very good way to take a timeout for rest. So if the purpose of the timeout is to provide rest, you need to make sure that you plan it in such a way that you will get rest. A few years ago, a number of years ago, Maria and I and the kids... We went to Europe for the first time, and man, we were like, this is awesome. We rented a motorhome down there, got up early in the morning. You know, you're excited. Uh, Drove down to Toronto and a later evening flight and flew all night, landed in Germany. And of course, you know, know, I I forget the time change. It's a number of hours time change. So it's early in the morning there, still late at night here. And we finally, late in the afternoon, got into our motorhome, and we should have gone straight to sleep. Because we're in our motorhome now, and it's like, let's just rest now. But oh, no, no, we're in, we're in Europe for the first time. We're going driving. We're going sightseeing. By the time we finally laid down to sleep, we'd been awake for almost 30 hours. Not a great way to do a vacation. A few years ago, we went on another vacation. Got our little camper and drove up to Tobamori. Six-hour drive. And set up our camper 
went to sleep, got up in the morning, and went for a bike ride, went for a hike, went swimming, came back to our campsite, lit a fire, sat down at the fire, and I forget who it was, but someone said, what time is it? And we looked at our watch, and it was 10 a.m. And it was like, oh, we have six more days of this. So if you're going to take a time out to provide rest, you need to make sure that you actually get rest. You see, the problem with a lot of us is when we take a time out for rest, we just jump headfirst into something else. And all of a sudden, we're like, oh, man, I need a rest. So I'm going to take a vacation. I'm going to, go, I'm going to take a break. And if the purpose of the time out is to rest, the last thing you want to do is jump into something else completely. The second one, the second specific purpose of a timeout is to deal with strategy. Jesus talked about taking a timeout to learn how to live. Look at, again, let's look at the verse again, verse 28, 11 and verse 28 and on. He says, come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your soul for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus here gives a strategy. He says, if you, if you want me to give you rest, you need to come to me but then here's what I'm gonna do. It's not just like, well, we hope something happens. So he's saying, you know, I want you to come and I want you to kind of, we're going to use the term, he doesn't say it like this there, but I want you to come and call a time out with me to spend some time with me because I'm going to give you rest, but there's a, there's a process here that you need, you need to take my yoke upon you. You need, to, you need to let go of your stuff and you need to take me and use, you know, apply my principles and my way of living life to yourself. That's the strategy. So Jesus is saying here, I want you to call a time out in order to deal with strategy. He doesn't just say, you're going to receive something for me, but I have no idea how. Jesus has a strategy in place. The message version, it paraphrases it this way. He says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll re recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. You see, some of you need to call a time out not to rest but to work. Doesn't make sense, does it? Some of you need to call a time out and say, we're in this pattern and it's not healthy. We need to call a time out to set a strategy. We need to call a timeout and say, how can we stop this crazy pattern? This isn't, this isn't helpful. Or maybe the other way, it's like, we just seem to do nothing with our lives. We're just sort of sitting here. We need to call a timeout not to rest, but to set a strategy in place. Maybe you need to go on a date night, or maybe you need to go away for a weekend or whatever it might be. Maybe you just need to spend some time on the couch. And you come up with a strategy and say, here's how we're going to change things. Because of this way, the pattern, we're just exhausted. We're just, we're just not getting anywhere. We need to call a timeout to set a strategy in place. Sometimes we have to call a, a timeout simply to figure out how we're going to do what we're going to do. Because we have no idea how to start. This is one example from our family. We, we did this, man, about four months ago. Uh, you know, we're, uh, maybe not quite that long. It doesn't matter. Anyway, you know, summer's coming. And so Monday nights is my day, Monday's my day off, and so we decided Monday nights were going to be family nights. 
And so we called a timeout as a family. We sat around the dinner table and said, everybody before, nothing, no one's leaving. We're going to come up with a strategy on how to spend Monday nights as a family because it's my day off and, you know, at times there will be interruptions, but hopefully not too often. So let's come up with a strategy on how we're going to spend this night off. This was key. And some of you maybe need to do this because here's what we decided. This is us. You don't need to do this. This was us. We decided that we would not watch any movies on our day off, on our, on our family night. That was for us, okay? We decided that we were going to do a lot of physical activity. So we've purchased some things, actually, to, to help with that. We decided that we were going to get out of the house. We were going to go do things. We have a strategy in place on how to spend family night. Now, some of you, that's just exhausting. But here's what we knew about ourselves. If we didn't put a strategy in place we would end up all kind of doing our own thing and it wouldn't have felt like a family night. So we called a timeout, not a long one, about half an hour as a family called timeout for the specific purpose of setting a strategy in place for how we were going to spend our family nights. I hope this is giving you guys maybe a little something saying, oh, maybe that's what we need. Maybe I need to do that in my own personal life. I need to sit down, call a timeout and say, here's how I'm going to spend my weekend because my guess is this is what some of your weekend looks like. You work Monday to Friday, you work half a day on Saturday, and before you know it, it's Monday again. And you're sitting there going, what happened to the weekend? Did I even get a day off? Like, oh my goodness, it just feels like, what happened to it? Where did all my money go? That used to be me, you know, I'd come home with my paycheck on Thursday, and by Monday, I couldn't tell you where my money went. And you need to set a strategy and say, how do you plan on using your weekend to make it the most effective for you. So that when you go back to work on Monday, you don't feel like you just lost a day and a half and accomplished nothing in it. That's the purpose of a strategy. Some of you couples, now we're getting into dating stuff, sorry, marriage stuff. Some of you couples maybe need to sit down and say, now if my wife is here, she'll be in the next service. I hate these. She's not here right now. I hate these husband and wife strategy meetings because they're, <sighs> any, any men? Oh, I'm alone on this one. I'm so sorry. You guys, oh, I love sitting down with my wife and strategizing on our marriage. <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It usually results in us eating ice cream, so it's all right, it's all right, you know. But every now and then, Marie and I got to sit down and say, are we spending our time well together? It's a strategy. So sometimes you got to call a timeout to, call us, um, to set, deal with strategy. Another one, very important. Sometimes you call a timeout to reconnect you're not there to set strategy. You're not there to have a rest. You're there to reconnect. One of the most overlooked aspects of time out is the time to connect with people, the time to encourage people, the time to challenge one another. Again, going back to volleyball, there were so many times when we called a time out simply to sit down and listen to each other. Look at what it says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through hymns, psalms, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your heart. Now, I know some of you are going like, whoa, that's a quite the kumbaya moment here. But look at what he says on, and whatever you do, okay, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Here Paul is saying you need to connect as a community, because when you connect as a community, then everything you do, whether it's singing, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, whatever you do, you, you've connected in such a way that you're doing it for the glory 
of God. I don't think this is a description of a group of people who are living a chaotic life. This is a a description of a group of people who are working well together. Sometimes a timeout is an essential because it helps us reestablish relationships with others. So maybe some of you in your family or in your, in your, in your, your personal life, maybe you need to reconnect with yourself. Maybe you need to call a timeout to say, who, who am I? What am I doing with my life? Maybe you need to call a timeout with your spouse. No strategy, no rest, just simply, I just want to talk to you. Who are you? What are you all about? Next week, we're going to talk, we're going to wrap up the series uh, and something I'm really excited about and also really nervous about. We're going to talk about finding time out in our relationships. Yeah, you can see why I'm a little nervous. Here's, here's a question. Here's kind of where we're going to go. We're going to talk about friends. We're going to talk about marriage. We're going to talk about parenting. Here's, a, here's an important question that Maria and I have been wrestling with is how are we as parents providing rest for our children? Because here's, here's the reality. More and more kids are on meds. More and more kids are dealing with depression at a younger and a younger and a younger age. And we could, we could get into a lot of the detail here. And parents, I think a lot of that's on us. If my kids in my house are stressed out, I'm doing something wrong as a parent. So you don't want to miss next week. Because we this is not just parenting. It's going to be in all areas. How do you find rest in your relationships? So here's one last key thing I want you to know about timeout. Um, yeah, timeouts. Timeout isn't quitting. Timeout isn't quitting. When you call a timeout, if, it, if you're watching a, a team and they're playing and they call a timeout, you expect them to come back on the court. You expect them to come back on the field or the ice or whatever uh, sport they're playing. You don't expect them to walk away. They're not giving up. Timeout is not quitting. Too many times when people call a timeout, they don't call a timeout to rest or to, have a de- to deal with strategy or to connect with people. They call a timeout and they disappear. And maybe the thing for some of you is that you've called a timeout. You were, going, you were planning on just taking a short break. You quit. You need to get back into things. You need to volunteer again. You need to serve again. You need to worship again. So time out isn't quitting. When you call a time out, you're not giving up. In life, sure, we have things that happen to us that hurt. We have experiences that are very unfortunate. But there's a place in our lives where we say, I'm taking a time out. I'm calling for a break because I need to deal with some things. But the goal is to always come back into the game. So here are th- three tendencies that most people have, that a lot, a lot of people have when, in regards to timeouts. Number one is they don't think they need one, so they don't take one. I'm going to man through this. I'm going to get through this. And everybody around you knows that you need to take a break. But you're like, no way, I'm not. You know, Because for you to take a break would be a sign of weakness. But ultimately what you're doing is you're, you're getting more and more and more exhausted. So... One of the tendencies that people have is they don't think they need one, and so they never take one. The second one, the second tendency is the exact opposite, is there are some people that take way too many, way too many. They're always needing a rest. They're always needing, they're, oh man, I, you know, and, and so they're, they're taking way too many. Sometimes we have to, you have to wrestle through things and to learn from them and to toughen up. 
The flip side of that, of course, is they call a timeout and then never come back in. And then the third tendency that people often have, and this is big, the third tendency with a timeout is that they waste it. So they call a timeout and they say, I gotta take a break. And then they completely waste it. They just, nothing is accomplished. And all of a sudden it's like, oh man, the trip is over or the weekend's over or your day off is over and it's like, I got nothing done. And you, you go back into whatever you were doing as exhausted, as chaotic, as disconnected as you were before because you took a time out and you just wasted it. Those are three tendencies that people have when it comes to timeouts. I want to give you something that I do personally, and again, this is me, and maybe it applies to you and maybe it doesn't. And if you've been here for a while, you maybe remember that last year I had to call a bit of a timeout, and not the first time in my life, but I learned something in that process that I want to share with you. And I've been doing this already a long time ago, but I've strategized it much more in my life now. And, and some of you that have come to counseling with me over the years, you know that I am a firm believer in self-talk. Not talking to myself. <laughs> self-talk. Because I believe there's something about hearing yourself think something, but there's a whole difference to hearing yourself say something. Let me give you a really, really easy example. For us guys, Maybe girls, this applies somewhere too. But for us guys, driving down the street, and we see something that we're not supposed to look at. And you think to yourself, I shouldn't look. Don't look, don't look, don't look. And then you look. But I'll tell you, there's something about saying out loud, don't you dare look. Okay, if you were with me in my vehicle, you know, a little fly on the wall, you would hear that every now and then. Don't look, Ike. There's something about self-talk that sort of snaps you out of it. It's like, oh, yeah, 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 remember so I want to give you a little something, and I, I use Psalm 62. Psalm 62 has guided me very often in this process because I don't want to waste my quiet time. I don't want to waste my time out. I'm going to ask the worship team to come on up. I don't want to waste my, my quiet time. So Psalm 62 is a verse that I often use to, to speak to myself because here's what I know about my life. My soul needs to be well. And when my soul is not well, I find myself in places and I find myself doing things and I find myself in a position in my life, I find patterns develop in my life that are not healthy, that, that wear me right out. Psalm 62 verse 1 says this, my soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress and I will never be shaken. So there's something I understand to be true. So I start in my alone time, in my time out, with this one right here. Okay, soul, my soul will find rest in God alone. There is no one else who will truly give my soul the rest that my soul needs. Why? Because he alone, no one else, nothing else, he alone is my rock, my foundation, my salvation. And when I stand on God alone, I cannot be shaken. So that's, what the, that's the acknowledgement that I start with. And then I jump to verse 5, and this is where the self-talk comes in. Because it seems like David, who is writing this, is talking to himself. Look at what he says. Find rest, O my soul, in God alone. My hope 
comes from him. Then he repeats verse 2. He says, he alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on him. He is my mighty rock and my refuge. So here's what I do. And again, this is me. You don't have to do this. Every now and then when I'm by myself and I know in my heart that my soul is not well, I will literally say, soul, find rest. I often do that Sunday mornings. It's just rest right now, Ike. Rest in God alone. You're tense. You're anxious. You're overwhelmed at times. Ike, find rest in God alone. I say that out loud to myself. Now, again, some of you are going to be like, oh, my goodness, the guy lost it. I haven't lost it. Maybe for some of you, this is what you need to do. Maybe not. But here's what I know. That there's an important place in my life to call a time out, to deal with the things that are going on in my, my heart, to reconnect with my family, with friends, with God, with myself, and to set a strategy in place. Because here's what I know, is that a time out can either break momentum or a time out can create momentum. Which one do you need today? You chaos this definition of your life, and you need to call a time out, and you need to get before God, and you need to say, you and you alone are my foundation and my rock. So soul, get well and find rest in God alone. These guys are going to sing a beautiful song, and if you want to sing and stand, and, and you can, if not, if you want to just kind of sit and just listen and be ministered to, it's totally up to you. Don't look around and see who's doing what. But I trust this morning your soul will find rest, that your soul will be healing that you leave here with a plan and a strategy and a way to either make, create momentum or break momentum. Let's pray quickly and these guys are singing to us. God, I pray that you'd minister to us. I pray that we would indeed get our rest in you. So I pray as we now listen to the song or as we sing this song, I just pray, God, that you would minister to our heart as you need to. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.